This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Organizations are going to be trying to get kind of their ducks in a row, trying to figure out what their compensation strategy is. New rules in New York taking effect today, requiring salary ranges to be made public. The chief of police for the MTA says the agency is making progress in combating crime in the system. Arraignment today for the suspect in the hammer attack against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, who authorities say wanted to send a message to other members of Congress. Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, cleaning house, he's axed. The board of directors temporarily appointing himself the only board member. Lottery players, they are dreaming big. The Powerball's top-tier prizes climbed to $1.2 billion for Wednesday night's drawing. As of today, November 1st, New York is requiring employers to disclose a good-faith salary range for each and every job, promotion, and transfer opportunity that's being advertised, according to the city's Commission on Human Rights. Lulu Saikali, senior corporate advisor for Payscale, spoke about the law on NBC News. Organizations are going to be trying to get kind of their ducks in a row, trying to figure out what their compensation strategy is, how frequently they're going to be reviewing compensation, and making sure all their folks internally and all and um, any, any job postings are accurate in terms of pay scale. And similar salary transparency laws are being adopted by a small but growing number of cities and states all across the country. It's an effort to address pay disparities for women and people of color. A new statistic shows that the MTA is finally making progress on improving underground safety. That according to the chief of the MTA police. The MTA and NYPD have stepped up enforcement on the subways. MTA chief of police is John Muller. He spoke to ABC7. When you don't enforce the little things, when you don't enforce the minor infractions like fare evasion, other things seem to spiral out of control. The vast majority of the paying public is very frustrated with fare evasion, too, because they watch people choose not to pay the fare, and they're working hard, they're paying the fare. So we want to make sure that it's fair for everybody. We want to make sure the fare is fair for everybody. Fare beating summonses are up 118% from last week. The surge in cops has led to skyrocketing arrests for more serious crimes, up 95%. All in all, transit crimes year over year are up 40.8%, according to the NYPD's latest crime stats. The man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, with a hammer, told police he wanted to hold the Democratic leader hostage and break her kneecaps. And this man told investigators David DePape that he wanted to show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. A federal complaint says DePape was armed with zip ties, tape, and a rope in his backpack when he broke into the couple's San Francisco home early Friday, attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer. 
demanding to talk to Nancy. Here's San Francisco DA Brooke Jenkins. What we also have learned is that the defendant brought to the location of the Pelosi residence a second hammer, as well as zip ties, rope, and a roll of tape. What is clear based on the evidence that we have thus far is that this house and the speaker herself were specifically targets of the defendant. DePay faces a long list of charges, including assault, attempted murder and attempted kidnapping. He is scheduled to be arraigned today on the state charges and prosecutors will ask for him to be held in jail without bail. Meanwhile, Paul Pelosi continues to recover following surgery. Billionaire Elon Musk making major changes at Twitter in his first full week as owner following completion of his $44 billion deal. Musk fired the company's board of directors and made himself the board's sole owner, albeit temporarily, he said. Last week, Musk posted a video on Twitter of himself entering Twitter headquarters carrying a sink with a caption saying, let that sink in. <laughs> Musk is testing the waters on asking users to pay for verification of venture capitalists. Working with Musk tweeted a poll asking how much users would be willing to pay for the blue check mark that Twitter has historically used to verify higher profile accounts so other users know it's really them. Musk, whose account is verified, replied, interesting. Oh, my. Well, nobody won the top-tier prize in Monday night's Powerball drawing. So the jackpot for tomorrow night's draw now, $1.2 billion. It remains the second-largest jackpot in Powerball history. One ticket in New York matched all five white balls, winning a million bucks, according to the Powerball website. There was also another ticket sold in New York that matched the white balls and included the power play option, which ups the winnings to $2 million overall for that ticket holder. Powerball played in 45 states. The biggest prize was a $1.586 billion Powerball jackpot won by three ticket holders back in 2016. Good luck. A vaccine to treat the virus known as RSV in development. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. Well, there's no RSV vaccine that's available right now. We are working very, very intensively in trying to develop one as quickly as possible. We would hope within the next year to two, but it's not going to be this season. That's according to Dr. Anthony Fauci. In the meantime, he urged folks to use caution. He said that's especially true for older folks and parents who have young children. RSV is responsible for a majority of pediatric cases, as it's a more common respiratory infection in young kids. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. Rochelle Walensky, director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, of course, the CDC, has again tested positive for COVID-19 after completing a round of the COVID antiviral treatment Paxlovid. Walensky tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this month, going into isolation and taking appropriate action for her health. Walensky has previously been criticized for claiming in April 2021 that vaccinated people do not get sick with COVID. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. And on Monday, the CDC said Walensky had experienced mild symptoms during her infection and eventually tested negative for the virus after completing another round of Paxlovid. Republican aides and strategists privately expect U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland to pursue an indictment of former President Donald Trump within 60 to 90 days after Election Day. 
They say the attorney general is under heavy pressure from Democrats to act and the deadline for pursuing an indictment is nearing. During an interview with radio host Hugh Hewitt in September, Trump said the DOJ has no reason to charge him with any crime. Everything that they've done to try and stop progress. And on top of that, I did more than virtually any. You take a look with the biggest tax cuts, with the rebuilding of our military, with all of the things we've done. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. Especially since they know know I'm totally innocent. GOP aides also warned that an indictment of Trump by the Biden administration would further polarize the nation and likely strengthen Trump's support from the Republican Party's base as the former president and his allies would frame the Department of Justice's prosecution as a political witch hunt. Republican aides and the strategists point out that the party base quickly rallied behind Trump after the FBI raided his Mar-a-Lago estate in early August. A five-and-a-half-year search now for a suspect in the killings of two Indiana teenagers has ended. Investigators arrested 50-year-old Richard Allen of Delphi. He is charged now with two counts of murder in the 2017 slayings of 13-year-old Abigail Williams and 14-year-old Liberty German. The two teens were killed after going for a hike along Delphi's historic trail in 2017. In February of that year, they were found the very next day. Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter said more work has to be done. This investigation is far from complete, and we will not jeopardize its integrity by releasing or discussing documents or information before the appropriate time. Allen is being held without bail following his arrest last Wednesday. A grainy image ironically taken by Liberty German who was killed was released following the double homicide with state police investigators saying they believe the teen caught the killer on camera. Halloween night horror in Chicago. A drive-by shooting left at least 14 people injured, including several children. On Chicago's West Side Halloween night, here's police superintendent David Brown. It begins and then it's over by three seconds. The car is pulling out after driving by and shooting uh, randomly really into the crowd. We don't have any motive. We don't have any offender identified. Uh, We don't have any conflicts on this corner where it happened. Police said that in a press conference that among those injured was a three-year-old an 11-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Police also said the rest of the shooting victims were adults. In addition to the victims injured in that shooting, authorities say a person was also struck by a vehicle. The superintendent said several people injured are in critical condition. Russia is reportedly recruiting special force soldiers who fled Afghanistan to Iran after helping U.S. forces during the war in Afghanistan prior to the disastrous U.S. withdrawal under the Biden administration. Afghans special force soldiers fled to Iran after the chaotic U.S. withdrawal last year, and they're now being recruited by the Russian military to fight in Ukraine. That according to three former Afghan generals who spoke to the Associated Press. They said the Russians want to attract thousands of the former elite Afghan commandos into a foreign legion with offers of a steady 1500 bucks a month payments and promises of safe havens for themselves and their families so they can avoid deportation home to what many assume would be death at the hands of the Taliban. Recruiting is led by the Russian mercenary force Wagner Group. 
77 WABC News Time 515. Let's head over to Justin Ellick for a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. We'll start in Brooklyn with the Nets. Finally grabbed their second win of the season while they uh, try and navigate through this Kyrie Irving debacle. I guess to no one's surprise, Irving did indeed play, dropping in 28 points through 43 minutes on the floor. But it was Kevin Durant who once again led off scoring with 36 points on 13-22 from the field to lead Brooklyn to the 116-109 home victory over the Indiana Pacers. Didn't take long last night for KD to make some history either as two first quarter free throws put him past Vince Carter for 19th on the NBA's all-time scoring list with 25,754 points. Here was Durant following the game on passing one of his role models. To pass somebody I looked up to as a kid, my first NBA jersey was Vince Carter when he was in Toronto. And, um, you know, so it's a full circle moment for me and grateful that for all my teammates along the way to help me throughout the, these years, my coaches as well, everybody just chipped in and, and, and helped make me the player that I am today. So I just got to keep going. As for Irving, his reckless behavior didn't go unnoticed by Nets fans as a large group of Jewish fans were seated courtside wearing fight anti-Semitism t-shirts. This wasn't a silent protest either as the fans could be heard heckling Irving throughout the game and at one point Kyrie even could be seen approaching the group giving them a thumbs up and saying something along the lines of, quote, I'm grateful for you guys. Not really an apology, but probably the most we can expect from the star point guard moving forward. The Nets will be right back at it tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time when they welcome the Chicago Bulls to the Garden. And week eight of the NFL season closed last night in Cleveland between the Browns and Cincinnati Bengals. Nick Chubb rushed for two touchdowns and Miles Garrett and Cleveland's defense frustrated Joe Burrow as the Browns dominated Cincinnati 32-13, to keeping the Bengals star quarterback winless against them. Cleveland takes a step forward, now sitting at 3-5 and five overall, while the Bengals regressed to 4-4 four and four on the year. And looking ahead to tonight on the ice, you've got the Rangers at home welcoming in the rival Flyers for a 7 p.m. Eastern time puck drop. The Isles out in Chicago to face off with the Blackhawks at 8.30 p.m. And the Devils capping off the night with their 10 p.m. puck drop uh, up in Vancouver against the Canucks. And, of course, with the postponement last night, you got Game 3 of the World Series between the Phillies and Astros out in Philadelphia tonight. I believe that's an 8.03 p.m. first pitch. Here with your uh, early news sports update, I'm Justin Ollick on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. A new month of trading begins today. Stocks rallied throughout the month of October. The Dow Jones Industrial is coming off its best October in decades, despite mixed quarterly earnings and dismal technology forecast. All three major indexes finished higher last month. The November Fed meeting begins today. Wall Street forecasting the fourth consecutive 75 basis point interest rate hike. Investors will be looking for more signs the Fed will slow its current pace with more positive economic data of late. Economists are targeting a 50 basis point hike in December. Pfizer earnings kick off a big week for Biomed, declining COVID vaccine demand forecast to affect the company's third quarter results. Wall Street targeting a 12% decline in quarterly sales. The full year outlook for Pfizer will give investors some insight into the strength of the company's other segments. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures, everything's green-lighted this morning. The Dow up 150 points at 32,925. S&P's risen 25. NASDAQ up 91 and three-quarter points. Gold's at $1,649.30. That's up $8.60. Crude oil at $87.40 a barrel, up 87 cents. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. A correction officer inside of Rikers Island Jail hospitalized after being stabbed over a dozen times on Monday. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has the story. According to the New York City Department of Correction, the officer was attacked around 4.45 p.m. and stabbed around 15 times. He was taken to Elmhurst Hospital. DOC Commissioner Louis Molina said in a statement, quote, We will not tolerate any assaults on our members of service who show up to work each day to keep our jail safe. We are rearresting the individual who committed this deplorable attack. We are praying for this officer to make a speedy recovery. For 77 WABC News, I'm Alex Barnard. Halloween night violence in Brooklyn. Three people were slashed in Bushwick just before midnight, resulting from a large brawl among people waiting in line to get into a party. The victims were attending a Halloween party at 1144 Myrtle Avenue when a suspect suddenly slashed a 22-year-old man in the leg and a 23-year-old as well as a 25-year-old in the face. Witnesses told News 12 in the Bronx people started pushing and shoving as people grew impatient. I get in line, they all start turning up, bro. They all start fighting. It's like 20, 25 people. Everybody wants to get in and then like nobody can deal with their little emotions. The suspect ran away before police arrived and a search for that suspect continues. The NYPD is investigating a shooting incident that took place on Monday along Mother Gaston Boulevard in the Brownsville section of the Bronx Halloween night as well. Police say that it's unclear how this shooting began or just who was involved. No officers that were stationed out on that street Halloween night were believed to be the intended target of that gunfire. An employee at a local wine and liquor store told News 12 he heard five shots ring out before people started to run. Uh, I just heard about like maybe four or five gunshots. Saw on the camera people running, and that was mostly it. But I locked the doors real quick in here, so. No injuries were reported by police, and officers say they ended trick-or-treating early in that area after that gunfire rang out. Increased police patrols on and off campus following a series of sexual attacks against women affiliated with Rutgers University. Campus officials sent a warning to students after two women living in New Brunswick, New Jersey, were sexually assaulted in the middle of the night over Halloween weekend by a man who entered through an open window on two separate nights. Rutgers students spoke to NBC New York. I'm not too surprised. I mean, I I feel like we get these alerts pretty often. I actually live on the first floor. Um, All my windows are always locked. My doors are locked. We have a ring doorbell. The school sent a warning to its students asking anybody with information to reach out to the New Brunswick, New Jersey Police Department. Campus police have also stepped up patrols both on and off of campus. A firestorm of campaigning by a New York Democratic incumbent governor, Kathy Hochul, and her Republican challenger, Congressman Lee Zeldin, Monday 
ahead of the upcoming November 8th midterm elections. Next week, of course, Hochul attended an anti-gun violence event at the Madison Square Boys and Girls Club in Harlem yesterday. The governor hit Zeldin hard on his gun policies, focusing on recent comments that there should be trained armed school resource officers. We are going to do what many said was impossible. And Zeldin there, he was joined Monday afternoon by the Republican governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, at a get out the vote rally in Westchester County. Here's Don't Hochul. come here today and tell us that you've got a tough on crime plan that's just soft and squishy on guns. The event was being held for Zeldin at the American Legion Hall on Garrigan Avenue in Thornwood. It comes after yet another high-profile Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida campaigned with Zeldin over the weekend at a rally out on Long Island that attracted thousands of supporters. Polls show the two neck and neck with the race too close to call just yet. Millions of Americans wear them and wait till you hear who else does. What are we talking about? Well, 77 WABC's Bob Brown has details. New Jersey native Bruce Springsteen is admitting he now wears hearing aids. In a nearly two-and-a-half-hour-long interview with Howard Stern, the 73-year-old admitted a life of rock and roll damaged his hearing, and he sometimes wears hearing aids. The boss also discussed longtime East Street saxophonist Clarence Clemens in his final days in the hospital. He sat in Clemens' small hospital room and strummed his guitar. Clemens died in 2011. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. All right, the NYPD uh, wanting help finding a man accused of luring a young girl into a Brooklyn building where he allegedly exposed himself. The seven-year-old girl was reportedly approached by this stranger and then lured into the Borough Park building on 38th Street. This happened last Friday about 5.30 p.m. in the afternoon. And once inside, the NYPD said this man allegedly exposed himself to this seven-year-old girl and then tried giving her money to perform a sex act. She refused. She was actually able to get away, according to the NYPD. The suspect is likely in his mid-30s, and he was last seen wearing a black hooded short sleeve shirt, black pants, black sneakers, gloves, as well as a gray hat. And police say anybody with information is asked to contact Crime Stoppers. Here's the number, 1-800-577-TIPS. That's 1-800-577-TIPS or 1-800-577-8477. Well, Cameron Crowe's 2000 film, Almost Famous, is getting a new lease on life on Broadway this month. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has more. Cameron Crowe has turned his very autobiographical coming-of-age film, Almost Famous, into a Broadway stage musical for a new audience in a new age. The show, now in previews, opens on November 3rd. Crowe, the writer-director who won an Oscar for the film screenplay, was inspired by his own experiences growing up and says he wanted the musical to, quote, capture the same feeling that the movie did. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. 77 WABC News Time, 529 at 550. Our interview with Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis of Staten Island 
Of course, she also serves a portion of Brooklyn coming up as she seeks re-election or a challenger, Democrat Max Rose. And if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.